0: So you're running a business and it's a small business and you need to create sales but you don't have a sales team, you're the head of sales and you don't like selling. Oh right, that's what we're going to deal with in this week's episode of the podcast. Welcome to the Sales and Presentation Podcast. This is the podcast for businesses and individuals who want to transform their sales activity, deliver awesome presentations and win more sales pitches. And now here is your host... Trevor Lee. Welcome everybody. This is episode 63 of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. My name is Trevor Lee. I'm here every week to share with you top tips and ideas for transforming sales, delivering awesome presentations, and winning more sales pitches. Just moving my microphone there slightly. There we go. Right. Um, so I've delivered a couple of uh, sales workshops very recently for um, organisations where the most of the people on the courses were small businesses. They were often one-man bands, and they weren't salespeople. They never looked like wanting to be salespeople in the whole of their career. So, how do they go about, you know, creating sales? So I always ask them the question: Who likes selling? And of course nobody, or very rarely, does anybody actually put their hand up. There's the odd one or two who, you know, do. But frankly, most of us, when we set off in our small business, you know, the sales bit is the last thing we think about, isn't it? Because we're, you know, we're focused on we've we've got this great product or idea or this, you know you know, this skill that we have and we just want to share it and but we have to create business. Because if we don't get any sales, we haven't got any revenue, and if we haven't got any revenue, well ultimately Uh, sooner or later, we're not going to have a business. So the fact is that if you're running a business and you are a one-man band or a small business, maybe two or three of you, you've still got to take responsibility for sales. So the next question I ask is, well, who likes buying? And of course, most people put their hand up. Most people like buying. So the point I make to them is that selling is actually about helping people to buy. Very often, if you think, oh, I've got to be a salesperson, and you start to think like a salesperson, and that's not always a great idea, frankly. But thinking like what it's like to buy from your company is probably a really good way of creating sales. So let's think about what buyers want. Well, I think there are five things that buyers want. Buyers want some choice. They want to be able to you know, look around. If you've only got one product or service that comes in one format or one color, then you're kind of saying to them, take it or leave it. So try and think of at least three ways that you can offer your product or service. And that might just be simple things like a different colour or, or a different length of period if it's a service or little, little add-ons to the service or even takeaways from the service. Because buyers like choice. You think about it when you... you If you were to come to my shop and you wanted to buy a jacket and I said, well, I've only got one a one colour. So take it or leave it. But if I offered you a choice of jackets then our chances are that you'd find one that you liked and I'd make a sale. So choice is important. As is advice, you really need to make sure that you, you know, you're an expert, presumably, because that's why you're in the business that you are. <laughs> Hopefully you know something about what you're selling. Because if, well, if you don't, well, you know, <laughs> that's not going to last very long, is it? But so, you know, share that expertise. Think, how can I, you know, be helpful to my buyers through the advice that I offer? You know, and it doesn't cost anything, does it, to give a piece of, you know, some people a piece of advice. When, when people come to me and they talk about, say, presentations, I say, well, before you hire me in, you know, you can go onto my website and you can get lots of bits of advice on how to deliver a great presentation. But, you know, if you really want to make it really cracking, then, you know, get me in and we'll do some work. And that's the same with you. You know, don't think about what you can offer as, as advice. Um, buyers like ideas as well. Sometimes buyers won't be sure about how to get the best from your product or service. So they think, well, it's probably a good idea you know, that I buy this product, but how am I going to use it? So you have to, you have to open up their imagination and you have to help them see how you know, they can put into action what it is you're offering. Those are the ideas. So give people ideas, paint pictures for them. You know, so they can they can think, yeah, I can visualize what it would be like to own this product or service and the benefits I'm going to get from it. So think about that. And then, you know, there's that matter of trust, isn't there? Because I'm sure all of you have listened to this podcast or any other podcast or have been in any sort of business will have heard that phrase. You know, you'll buy from someone that you like, that you trust. So and you know, of course, as well. So no like and trust. Most of us won't buy from somebody we don't trust. So you, you you have to you know, we have to get that trust factor over. And if you're in the business to business sector, it can take a while to build that trust factor. It's not something that happens overnight or, you know, one email is not gonna create a you know, a bundle of trust. And finally, make it easy for people to buy. Buyers like to make it you know, they like to have it easy. They don't you know, back in the day when e commerce first started, there was all these people who were bailing out of the checkout because they just couldn't work out how to use it. So ask yourself the question, how easy is it, A, to understand what you're offering and B, to buy it? And you might be surprised, you know, because you you will be putting people off buying if you are making it difficult to buy. Because we have to, you know, think about this, you know, the the buying cycle that happens in today's everyday life. You know, think about something you bought recently. Chances are... You had a need something you did, you decided you needed something or something you have already got needed replacing or repairing or something like that and then I bet you you did some research didn't you and that would have included looking at uh, referrals online recommendations you may have asked your friends your neighbors your you know people like that, and then you'd have probably you know started to narrow it down to what two three choices, then you make your decision and then you go ahead and buy it. And that's the interesting thing now is it's reckoned that around 70% of business-to-business buying decisions are being made before any contacts made with the company. So I'm not, I'm not going to see the company. I'm making my decision, and then I'm going to see the company. So <laughs> you have to be aware of that. So when the phone rings or when you, you know, something pops in your email and it's someone inquiring about your service or product, it's, it, you know, I say inquiring, but actually they're probably ready to buy. So make sure you're very responsive. You know, a few years ago, when you talked about being responsive, it was all about your website showing well on a mobile phone. In today's modern business 2019 environment, responsive means you or your team answering the phone, answering emails and being quick about it as well. Because there's also another piece of research that shows the first person to respond is more likely to get the business. Not necessarily going to get the business, but more likely. So you have to be on top of this all the time. And I know you're a one-man band and you're, you're, make, you're, drawing, you know, you're making your paintings and, and doing your craft work, whatever it is you're doing, and you know, you're, you're busy doing other stuff. But customers are important because without them, you're not going to have a business. So you have to be ready. And when, when a potential customer comes your way, act quickly. And of course, it's not just acting quickly. It's also creating a great first impression. People say you never get a second chance to make a first impression or whatever that phrase is. I did a workshop on Friday about customer experience for a company that uh, were down in my neck of the woods in Cornwall on, the, on a annual conference and um, asked the question, how long have you got to make a first impression? And their answers range from two seconds up to about 20 seconds. So... Most of the people I've, you know, the average that I've been told in the workshops I've delivered over the last couple of years is 10 seconds. So if I'm on the phone to you or I meet you face to face, you've got about 10 seconds for me to think this was a good idea to buy from your company. So that first conversation that you're having is really, really important. And here's some other tips for that first conversation. You know, ask some good questions. You know, don't ask rubbish questions. We did a podcast on ask you better questions recently. So check it out. But ask those good questions, listen carefully to the answer and don't interrupt when someone's giving you an answer. Everybody's brilliant at interrupting. Don't do it. Unless, of course, you know someone's going on and on and on several minutes later and you're thinking, I've got to stop them. I've got to stop them. But most people interrupt it within a few seconds by you know, trying to ask the next question or fill in the answer. Give people a chance to tell you what it is they need from you. And listen and then confirm and clarify what they've said. there's tons of business that goes to waste because we make assumptions about what we think the customer wants. We don't confirm it, then we go back to them, and they say, "Well, actually, that's not what I want, and then you're back to square one. so lots of things you can do, lots and lots of things you can do. so let me finish by offering you you know five top tips then, so five top tips if you want to make you know want to be good at sales and your small business do these things. Number one, if I find you online or you talk to me or I see you anywhere, will I understand what it is you are offering? That's number one top tip. Uh, You you will fully understand what you're offering, I'm sure, but will I understand? That's the most important thing. Because if I go to your website and I see your fabulous products and services, but I don't quite get what you're offering or I don't understand what the benefit is to me, then I'm probably not going to make contact. So make sure your offering is really crystal clear. Number two, then how easy is it to buy that offering? So if you can try try buying from your own company, and if that's not possible, get a friend or somebody you know to do it. Um, if you want it, you can. You know, you can get professional mystery shoppers in to do it, but you know that will be a bit of an investment for you. But think about, you know, is it easy to buy my products or services? And I'm sure sitting here you'll be going, oh yeah, dead easy, dead easy. But is it? you might be surprised. Number three is make sure you've got those good questions. right, you know, Prepare them. Don't sound scripted, but when I run the workshops, I've got a grid that says um, the three questions you need to ask, the three questions that customers will ask you, and the three concerns they're going to have about buying from you. So use that sort of information. Plan it in advance so you know what you need to ask, you know what they're going to ask, and you know the concerns they're going to have. And if you've got you know, a list of concerns that you think customers are going to have. Talk about them openly with a customer because it's no good you know, skirting around them. If they, you know, you need to get them on the table. So it's a great way of doing that is get them out early. Number four is, this is a tip from Brian Burns, who I've mentioned several times before, but he says, don't go racing to a no. And often in sales, we're just so impatient. I'm going to do a whole uh, podcast about being patient in business uh, with the relation to sales. I've, I've sketched it out what we're going to do. But don't race to a no. People are always in a hurry. And, and the more you hurry, the more you try and get someone to cross the line, the less likely they are. So be patient and uh, listen out for the podcast that's going to cover, cover that as we go through. And then finally, you know, let the buyer buy. And one of the great skills in sales is being able to shut up and carry on shutting up. <laughs> it's very hard. We all like to interrupt and we all like to keep talking. So don't do that. No when to shut up and stick with it. So there we go. There's a few top tips. If you're, uh, your business and sales is not your main thing, then hopefully these top tips will be great for you. Now, if you want, if you're a business that would like a workshop, a sales workshop to re-energize your sales team, or you could get together as a group. The last two workshops I've done very recently were for groups of people who got together as independent buyers and that sort of thing. And we did a sales workshop for the whole group. It makes it very um, cost effective, really, I suppose if is the word for it. But half a day, that's all we need. You don't need to go on a three-day training course to learn about sales. You know, people are just spanning it out too long, taking too much of your money. So mine, half a day, will nail it in half a day. You'll come away with some great ideas. If you want to extend it into a day, then the way it works then is that I include things like negotiations, how to do sales pitches that sort of thing in the afternoon. But that's very particular to your business. So get in touch. If you'd like a sell more workshop, come into your business. Taking bookings now for the autumn in particular. Uh, get your get your, you know, if you're an organization, if you're part of a group, then get your, you know, get your colleagues together and let's have a conversation about that as well. Be lovely to work with you. And don't forget Voice Buddy. If you've got on hold on your in your business, then don't forget voicebuddy.co.uk because those guys, Toby and Amy, they're brilliant at producing really interesting on-hold music and messages for you you're the last person and if you're a bigger company and you're you know chances are you won't know what your on-hold music is because only the customers who hear it check out toby and amy at voicebuddy.co.uk amy's is the voice you hear at the top and tail of this podcast she's doing her best sheffield accent but she can change it for yours if you want to Right there we go, ladies and gentlemen. That's the end of another podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please do leave a review. I think that's going to be mentioned by him as well. But please do leave a review because they're really useful. They help me get up the rankings and all that sort of stuff. And of course, if you want that, uh, if you want that sell more workshop for you or your colleagues or your group of people or your associates, then get in touch. And you can do that via Trevor at treverleemedia.co.uk. Or you can call me 07785 There's lots of details on my website, Trevor Lee Media, about the sales courses, including how much the prices are, all that sort of stuff. It's all very transparent. So I look forward to working with you and I look forward to uh, you know sharing next week's podcast with you as well. There we go. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you for listening. The Sales and Presentation Podcast is a production of Trevor Lee Media. If your organisation needs to transform its sales activity and re-energise its sales team, or you need help with a key presentation or sales pitch, then please get in touch with Trevor via Trevor at trevorleamedia.co.uk or call him on 07785 390 717. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do leave a review on iTunes or via your podcast app. Thank you.